Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello and welcome to the latest Driven Chat podcast. I am John Markar. Nice to speak to you and good to have you back. I say good to have you back. It may be your first time listening to us. And if it is, welcome along. And if you're one of the regulars that's been with us since day one, almost a year now, a year of podcasts every single week, then that is fab. And welcome back. Good to have you. Now, today, as you've probably seen from the title of this podcast episode, we are talking to somebody really quite special. We are talking to Ian Callum, CBE, Commander of the British Empire. Ian Callum is a car designer. I'm sure you are aware of that. He has designed some of the most iconic cars that we see on the roads. He's done stints with Ford. He's done a stint with Volvo. He's worked on Nissan racing cars. He has done time at Aston Martin. And the majority of his time was spent at Jaguar. So I'm going to run through some of those cars that he's designed. Ford RS200, Ford Puma, Ford Escort Cosworth, Volvo C70, Nissan R390 racing car, Aston Martin Vanquish, Aston Martin DB9, Jaguar XJ, Jaguar XK, Jaguar X-Type, Jaguar F-Type, Jaguar E-Pace, Jaguar CX75, Jaguar I-Pace. I'm sure you're getting the gist of this man's portfolio. Now, Ian is a really good friend of Andy Jay's, and Andy has been inviting Ian, or wanting Ian, to join us in our podcast studio for a long, long time, basically since we started doing this almost one year ago. Now, obviously, 
throughout the pandemic, we've been recording a lot on Zoom and over FaceTime. And we didn't want to do that with Ian because, of course, he's a huge name, a huge guest. And the stories that he has to tell, it just yeah, wouldn't do it just if it wasn't face to face. So we managed to get him live in the studio truck with us at Caffeine and Machine. And what we're about to play out to you here is the full unedited conversation that we had. Myself, John Markar, Amy Shaw, Andy Jay and Ian Callum. Now, believe it or not, from this one hour and 20 minute conversation that we're about to have, I had to trim it down to 20 minutes for a radio edit. Possibly one of the most challenging things I've ever had to do for the simple reason that Ian tells so many amazing stories. So if you are joining us, having listened to our radio show on Talk Radio 7pm on a Sunday then you've heard 20 minutes of this conversation. Well, here is a further hour because it is just brilliant. And I hope I might get some sympathy as you listen to this thinking, how on earth did you choose which stories to pick for the radio show? Because yeah, it was a challenge. But all of this is brilliant. So we're going to play it out exactly as we go, including pauses, laughs, hesitations, a point where I put my head in my hands and say, how am I going to edit this? But it's good fun. We really, really hope you're enjoying it. And hey, if you are, why not tell us? It means the world to us that so many of you are listening to this podcast now. It really does. It's so, so, so exciting. So here's an idea. If you're listening, in fact, you can do it right now whilst you're listening to my voice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or any of the other apps, uh, just hit that little share bit. Share to Instagram if you're on Instagram and then share to a story. Tag us in, Driven Chat, and click post. And we will repost it. We'll share it. We'll share your story on our story. It'd be lovely to see a good collection of people listening. Maybe tell us where you are and what you're doing. Obviously, only if it's safe to do so. If you're driving an articulated lorry with 17 tonnes of cargo on the back, wait until you park up. But otherwise, crack on. It'd be wonderful. Anyway, let's dive in. Enough of my voice. Thank you very much once again for listening. We will be back with you next week with another fantastic episode. But until then, listen to the wonderful, softly spoken Scottish tones of Ian Callum CBE. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Well, hello to you. Welcome. I'm Andy J, and I am sat in a room full of glorious people. We have your regular hosts, the glorious and wonderful and resplendent Amy Shaw, photographer to the stars and cars. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Well, I'm all right. Thank you very much. The uh, man with all the car knowledge, Mr. John Markar. Hey, sunshine. Hi. Gone dangerously tanned right now. It's upsetting me. The Get summer colours are very much on show at the moment. Get yep. out of the sun and be a vampire <laughs> with you. And moreover, we are the three of us in the presence of greatness. It is his lordship himself, the greatest living car designer. Well, actually, the greatest car designer of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, carry on. It's, it's the marvellous, the legend that is, my buddy, Mr. Ian Callum. How are you doing, Ian? Thank you so much. I'm, I'm doing well, all considered. You know, I've uh, had my ups and downs the last year, but I'm actually fine. Thank you. Like a, yeah. like a man on a roller coaster. Life's been like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, much roller coasters are funny, isn't it? Because you get onto them, you're not quite sure whether they're enjoying it or not. Who knows that? <laughs> yeah, I, I get really scared in roller coasters. I hate them. Yeah, I don't like them. But sometimes you think I should be enjoying this. So you force yourself to enjoy it, and you think, no, you're not. But that's like coffee when you try it for the first time, or wine, or beer, all the fun things. You think? I never had that problem with wine. Never. <laughs> <laughs> first bottle was fine. <laughs> This man well knows. <laughs> <laughs> we've had we've had a few nights. We've I mean, and nights. by a few, it's a lot. Yes. Yeah, evenings, not nights. No. <laughs> I don't know. There was that one in LA, which we did go through the night. Didn't yeah, we? yeah, a couple times. 
Yeah, but I mean, anyway, John's looking at us like, I, Andy, I'm going to have to cut all this No, 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 I, I want to know more of what, ha- what happened. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> I honestly can't remember. Oh, it was yeah, that, that good. good. <laughs> right, fair enough then. One of them, well, one of them, uh, we, we did. So Ian and I, I, I have a hazy but glorious memory of when we were had, we were allowed into the Peterson Museum in LA. Do you remember? We had that private access to it. The Pizza Museum. The, P- the Peterson Museum. Oh, the Pizza Museum. I was like, the Pizza Museum. I am well up to the Pizza Museum. The Pizza Museum. Yeah, no, we did. We did, yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That was very sticky. And then you interviewed me, and I shouldn't have been interviewed. <laughs> no. I was slurring my words. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards, afterwards, you said, I said to you, said, was, 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 that, was that all right? <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Don't worry about it. And I did watch it afterwards. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, the fact that I couldn't hell, answer a straight question didn't help. No, but that was, I mean, that was That incredible. was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, not, not, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah, well, we were there for some event or whatever. <coughs> and, then, and then because Ian's, you know, Lord Ian, they basically just said, do you want to go in the private downstairs yeah, super space and just Green stay there as long that. as you want? Wow. And by the way, here's loads of booze. And it, was, <laughs> it was mad, wasn't it? It was a bit crazy, but it was, it was good fun. It was good fun. Can you remember what the event was for? Or was it the party was that it good? D- the, the uh, D- D- D-type? D-type? The Reborn stuff. No, it, no, it was, way befo- it was way before then. Oh. It was to do with something to do with Jaguar. X- was it the XKSS? It was the XKSS event. Oh, good memory. That we celebrated yeah. because we took them through Pebble Beach. There you go. Now, there's a story. XKSS. <laughs> no, it's a good it's about a car story, that okay. is. That's, that's a phenomenal story. Do you want to yeah, hear it? Okay, so... so uh, Michael Driscoll, a friend of mine who was the MD then um, at Jaguar, and when they had their own MDs, and I think they should have, but there you go, um, he decided he wouldn't celebrate the SS's existence. It's so many years, I don't know, can't remember the number. And he managed to collect 16, no, 15 of the 16 that were built. Oh, wow. 16th, apparently, was wrapped up in a divorce case, <laughs> so nobody could find it. And um, and so we went to Pebble Beach. We we had them displayed at uh, Pebble Beach Concourse d'Elegance. We then we drove them, or, or we drove them beforehand, and we went to Laguna Seca in them. And so the fifteen S. I mean, can you imagine the amount of money's mm. worth that was there. I yeah. I sat in Steve McQueen's one. Awesome. More than once, one with the polished wheels. That was a that was a Peterson Museum yeah. product. Yeah. I drove um, somebody's um, Peter Newmark's car. He couldn't make it over, so I drove his car, and uh, we drove a convoy of of, of uh, XKSSs through, down, you know, down Highway One across through Carmel and, and into the depths of California. Laguna Seca. So we went around the Laguna Seca track, well controlled. The American racing fraternity don't like to open things up too much with these things, so we were well controlled. We weren't allowed to race them. We did try a bit of pushing <laughs> and shoving, but um, and then we had them we had them placed in a chevron to have them photographed on the on the start line, which is actually a slight hill. Of course, you'll know that everybody will know that Laguna Seca start line is on a slight hill. There you go. And we had to push them in place, and we're and of course the clutches in these things are so <laughs> delicate. <laughs> <laughs> and and. And then one car shot it out and caught fire. <gasps> no. And I watched an SS catch fire. No. And the guy jumped out. I mean, I've never seen somebody with so much anguish in his face in my life. Unfortunately, somebody else next to him had a fire extinguisher and we managed to 
put it out, but the bonnet was all burnt. Oh, wow. Oh, no. And can you imagine the, the, the scene of seeing that happen? Because yeah. you think to yourself, is this live or is this TV? You yeah. know, when you see something like that happen. Yeah. But it was truly live. But, um, yeah, it was a great event. And then we come, went back, and then we hit the Highway 1 traffic <laughs> into Carmel <laughs> and to, into up to, towards... The and these aren't comfy cars to be in traffic in, to uh, be Well, fair. the clutches were all just... Yeah, well, yeah no, no, I'd, I'd be thinking thing. about water temperature, yeah. oil temperature, and everything else. It was a nightmare. So we all went into the, well, what they call the, the, the side area, they call it the nature strip or something. Uh-huh. It was actually just gravel and grass, and we just shot up the outside of this road and <laughs> with stones flying everywhere. Because if you stop that car then... No, you'd had it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was quite an experience. See, that's the other side to it, isn't it? It you know, sounds glorious, but then yeah. there's the reality. And you're which driving is this eight million pound car, and it's about yeah. to blow up. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not a, a tough, good feeling. It's a tough gig. It's but I felt very gig. privileged. It was a great, great event. So that was my wonderful SS event. Many of those kind of pinch yourself moments where you're in a situation like that, and you think, mm. "How have I ended up here? This is amazing." Yeah, often, it? often. Yeah, just your your life must be. It's I've I've ticked all I've them. ticked so many boxes. It's um, I'm looking for more boxes to tick. I've been <laughs> so I've been so fortunate, so fortunate, you know, and just sort of of being in the right place with the right people, at the right time, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you know, the, the 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 two the two biggest things for me, I'm trying to think, there was something I thought about it recently that was even escaped my mind. But the Millimilia I've done mm. three times. Mm. Um, the last one was in the. The Curie Cos D-Type, yeah. second place, ah, 1957, yeah. still in its blue colours. Belonged to a friend of mine, Clive um, Beecham. He phoned me up and he said, uh, listen, old chap, I need to buy this D-Type. I'm only going to buy it if um, if I drive with a Scotsman in the, uh, the melee. <laughs> Are you coming? Are you game? And I said, well... Sure, because I just done. I was about to do it the second time with Jay Leno, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's another story. Yeah, hang on, Jay. Which, Jay joined us, didn't he? At the uh, where? where, where <coughs> yeah, Jay was there. Yeah. Where, where, where was yeah. he? He joined us. Came so, backstage to something and wanted a burger. Oh, well, that was that was <laughs> that was the uh, the eye piece event. That's right. Oh man, yeah, man, that yeah. <laughs> all right. So that, yeah, that was, that was it. He wanted a burger. I can't imagine out of all the big kind of. Uh, Media names. I can really vividly imagine Jay Leno walking backstage demanding burgers. It's literally, he it was, I mean, it was a lovely he was guy. Star- wasn't he was he? St- starving. He just wanted to eat a burger. He says, can I just get some good food for him? I want a burger. Can you get me one? He was being upset. And we could rushing. only find mini burgers for it. They weren't good enough. He wanted a proper burger. But can you? I mean, like, we've, we're on talkback, so you know, we're, we're about to do this event, this live thing. Ian and I were doing it together to all this, all the world watching and everything else. So we got microphones on and we got ear. You know, ear things in saying, uh, "Hi, can we have a burger for Jay Leno backstage, please? A burger for Jay Leno backstage." And you're just like, "Oh God, what am I saying?" But they loved it. I mean, you know, they they bought him a mini thing. It's very it LA, fun. isn't it? That, it was very that kind LA. of yeah, request. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm got I'm very privileged. I know Jay reasonably well now, and he's he's a good guy. He, he loves really you. Yeah, he's. Uh, we've had some fun times. He drove um, he drove a, a project. Seven was it the Jag? Yeah, modified. yeah, yeah. And we're hurtling around the uh, Malibu Hills and mm. it, you know, and around, um, yeah, Malibu Hills. And he goes belting around the corner and he's screeching up to this halt sign. There's this cop, pickup, not pickup truck, you know, escape, not escape, with explorer. Right, the big drives up beside us, kind of like right. And he looks at and says, "Oh, hi, Jay. How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of power you need, isn't it? And I, I mean, had to smile to myself. I thought, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to arrest Nobody's going to arrest Jay. 
diplomatic <laughs> immunity through fame is something we all aspire to have, isn't it? At one point <laughs> in our lives. Right. But I, I spent a whole mealy with him in a, in a Curie Course 120. And uh, it was a lot of fun, but he didn't like being passenger. He, he liked to drive it, mm. so I kind of let that go. And, but being passenger in the melee is hard work because you are the, you know, you're you're the, the navigator. Yeah, I'd hate that. And navigate when you get a book that you know, but twenty millimeters thick, for each day. Oh. You know, I never follow the car in front, of course, because nope. they're lost too. <laughs> and it's hard work. So I did that with Jay, and I, I did I did well. He did well, and we were fine. But uh, <laughs> we're driving through this area, and he said, uh, right, where, where are we stopping for lunch? I said, well, Jay, we don't really, this is not a PR event as such. We're on our own. Well, your PR guy's gone. I said, well, we just, we'll. so we ended up drawing up outside this, this um, cafe, Italian cafe, <laughs> and we walked in, me and Jay Lana, and we, we got to have a table. Possible, you know, I remember I lived my Italian because I lived there, and my broken Italian, I managed to get a table. We sat down in the middle of cafe in the nowhere, middle of nowhere in Italy. It's me and Jay Lennon. What do you want? Well, I, I want a spaghetti, but I want the sauce like my mother, my my, my grandmother <laughs> used to make. I mean, there's another story about his mother, which is also funny. But um, and uh, I was trying to explain to this poor waitress who didn't know the hell we were. Even Jay Lennon come to that. Although most of Italy did know who he was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was but, a superstar. But not this person that counted at that time. Not at the time, no. And we tried to get this sauce right, and oh my goodness, we got. I got it close. Well I got it close. Well that done. was a very stressful moment in my life. <laughs> so um, hang on, we, we, what we're, we're learning we're digressing. so far? Are we digressing? Is, no, I love the lo- I'm love I'm love a digression. And what we're learning so <laughs> far is that Jay Leno is a very fussy foodie. Mm. You know, he he wants he his does like burgers his food, and yeah. his sauces in a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> but another time, I was with him. Um, uh, we were in his uh, garage, and he's got the most phenomenal garage. And every time I go there, I'm allowed to visit and see, meet up and. He cooks. He cooks a lot. He's got a little kitchen there, and mm-hmm. made this lasagna. And Italian, of course, you would expect. And um, I, w- I was with Fiona, you know, my, yeah. my, and she and she's you know she's not a small girl. She's quite tall, and she got into this Fiat t- Topolino, which are really tiny little things, fifties Topolino. Mm. And um, she got into it. and She said, uh, um, "Sophie, Sophie, we in here." Yeah, she's Scottish. And um, he says, I, you're, you're a wee bit big for that, lassie. And he said it in the most perfect Scottish accent. <laughs> you know, this guy wasn't at a Star Trek. He wasn't Scottish. St- he did it. And I said, I've never heard an American talk with such a good Scottish accent. He says, ah, my mother's from Greenock. Whoa. No way. Really? Seriously. Whoa. He says, fortunately, my father's from Italy, and he's the one that did the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I could tell you lots of stories about Jay, but they're, they're mostly good. <laughs> it could be. I mean, you could do a, a kind of fusion, couldn't you? Scottish, well, we're on food. Scottish and it- Italian fusion could be like. We're going to Glasgow. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Scottish Italian fusion. Well, it? Glasgow's Italian. Yeah. Huge number of Italians. In fact, I was in a restaurant last week called DiMaggio's in, in the just off Sucky Hall Street. Brilliant. Or, or off Nile Street or something, yeah. Love it. A lot of Italian stuff Love it. in Glasgow. This, I mean, this this is immediately taken exactly what I was expecting, the sort of tangent that we're... <laughs> <Yeah>. we're, <laughs> we're talking about food already. We're going to have I'm one like of these <laughs> nice long chats about cars. Nope, no, 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 we're no, going to go gonna straight into food. And almost getting arrested. Um, cars catching fire. Leno's so, meatballs. <laughs> so, but, but talking about moments, I, I think the one that really captures it for me, other than the Amelia, in fact, probably including the Amelia, is Clive, who I didn't know then, Clive Beecham, 
I did an article. I, I spoke to, to Frankel, um, who was doing Motorsport Magazine, journalist, Andrew Frankel. Yeah. Mm. And it's one of those, you know, what colour socks you wear, what do you have for breakfast, sort of useless information things. And it, but I don't know, I can't even remember the questions. The last one was, um, you know, you've got one car, one tank of fuel, one road. What's it going to be? This is it, the end. So I said it had to be a Ferrari 250 short wheelbase. Which we tried to buy, incidentally. I had a flashback to that, the Peterson. Do you remember? You and oh, I tried to yes. buy one <laughs> yes, we did together. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go? Well, Ian, we Ian's, get it. Ian's got a bit of weight to him in terms of uh, <laughs> believability. <Yeah. laughs> I have none. They, I mean, they took it seriously for about five minutes. We were drunk as fools. <laughs> but we, yeah, we tried to buy. It wasn't just anyone, was it? It was the, the, the special one they have on display there. We, it was, it was, right. it was. I had some, had some her- good heritage. You were, you were selling your house in order to fund it. We had this whole thing worked that out. that wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> so well, this thing's worth about eight, Tens of millions or... Well, it would be, would be that region yeah. dollars. I yeah. think it was, I yeah. think it was twenty five, wasn't it? That wow. They were looking for. We, we, we were finding a way to raise it. Anyway, sorry, I've, you, you were, you were going to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> sure it's all right. You carry on. What yeah. colour are your socks? We're going to go. So, so anyway, so we did this, and I said, so. But three weeks later, I got a, a phone call from this lovely chap, Clive Beecham, who's since become a very good friend. I mean, it was his D type we went in the melee with, and um, he said, you know, I read that you'd like to go on a two fifty short wheelbase up the west coast of Scotland. I said, yes. Well, I have a two fifty. Would you like me to get it up there and we'll go for a drive? Yeah. Absolutely. So Wonderful. the short of it is, we arrived in, in Inverness. It's pissing with rain, of course. And um, sorry, Inverness, but it was. <laughs> and and uh, and we had a journalist from Motorsport Magazine, and I think uh, Clive flew up. The car was trailered up. I drove up. I remember in my Jag. And uh, we all got together, and the rain's coming down, and the trailers mm. opened up, and out rolls the Rob Walker number seven, oh. two fifty short wheelbase. There's there's one of there's two of them actually because um, oh, I can't remember who's got the other one. Ross Braun's got the other one. So this thing rolls out, and and I'll never forget the raindrops dropping on this perfect car and just rolling down the side in absolute perfection. And I said to Malik, I said, you didn't tell me it was this bloody car. He said, oh, didn't I? <laughs> like, uh, didn't you know? So off we went in the Rob Walker with the sevens on it, you know, yeah, the blue one. Yeah. And, he, and he, we went up the road, and it was a bit skittery, of course, it was raining. He drove it to begin, to begin with, cold Dunlop racing tyres. And I was terrified. I can't drive this. You know, I... Getting an old car is quite a trepidation because you, you've no idea what to expect. Mm. Yes, people don't realise that. People they don't, don't know what to... Because yeah. they're all different and they're scary things. Mm. Mm. It takes a while to, to figure each each individual one out. So yeah, you don't absolutely. know what the brakes are going to do, you don't know what the clutch is going to be like, steering yeah. is going to be like, yeah. So and he says, well, come on, you drive. And and I got into it and put the harness belt and everything on and and honestly, the clouds just disappeared. Oh, the sun shone through. There was steam coming off oh, the road. Beautiful. It was just, yeah. oh, I wish I'd had a movie camera at that point. Mm. I would have just filmed it all. But it was, it was like, a, it was like a moment of a, of, a, of a movie. And off we went. It was a bit skittery still. And um, Clive, in his typical fashion, encouraged me to drive it quite <laughs> sprightly. Go on, get the revs up. Ah, Seven thousand. Go on. And uh, we went from there through Dingwall and then up to Ullapool on a road I know so well. And it was just, and then we got to Ullapool and then we. Further up um, to what they call Stack Polly and, and and round that way, and it was just a moment to treasure. Wonderful. Wow. How are you as a driver? Are you uh, do you like to pedal? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't pretend I was, you know, I get scared. I do things and think I shouldn't have done that. You've got quite uh-huh. a heavy foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do. <laughs> I'm very aware of my limitations. Okay. You know, I'm, I'd only put car sideways on a track. Uh-huh. I, w- I could never do it on an open road. Never have done. And, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to plead, you know, a bit, um, you know, sort of purity here. But, you know, I, because I don't trust myself. Mm. You know, it's the best way to be, isn't it? Especially on a track, I could mm. put a car quite happily and on, on, on lock and, and drive it around, but you, you know, under rel- relatively good control. Yeah, not totally under control. I always like asking that question to to people like yourself, Ian, because I obviously you're you're a, a pioneer in the automotive world with some of the cars that you've designed, and we'll get to that list shortly, I'm sure. But I always like to think, you know, uh, as a designer, are you somebody that? just designs and sits in the studio and <coughs> there I've made my pretty product or do you design with the thought of I want to absolutely drive the clappers off that thing oh, when it ab- becomes a car absolutely brilliant no absolutely I see it as a part you know you design it and of course when you're designing in corporate life you're not designing just for yourself but it's, it's got to yeah. be a lot of yourself in it I mean when you're doing what's doing the F-type it's your favourite car Ian just arrived look when look what's on the back oh no, that's yeah nice. that's what I mean so tell it's the like listeners mine. what we're looking at John. <laughs> just so, so a, defen- a, a so brand new um, Defender 90 is just Driven past, and then a nine nine three nine eleven on the trailer. Yeah, um, looks like a pretty special one. Looks too. quite special. I think the driver of which there'll be another one coming as well. Now, what's in what's uh, in that? This is going to be a uh, Magenta nine six four. I think this is our friend Carl Fortune that's just turned oh. up with two oh, very exciting Porsche nine elevens, which will be on another show. You can hear very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where were we? We were talking about so driving yeah, designing no, to drive. I, I, I'm yes. very much into the, 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 the notion that you're building a machine around yourself. Great. You know, and if you're designing an XJ, you, you've got to take on board this is for somebody to enjoy owning as a luxury product, mm-hmm. you know. And I've never been one for a great amount of headroom in the back of cars because it kind of sure. upsets the profile a bit. Yeah. It was a bit of a struggle, that one. But we got just enough in the XJ. But the thing about the XJ, even now, if you drive one, it's a great car to drive. Yep, it really is a fantastic car to drive. Ten years old it is now. Wow. And uh, of all its competitors, it's the one you'd want to sit and drive most. So it's almost like, I've never ever thought of this until right at this very moment, but if you're given the brief as a, here's, here's what we're looking to make now, or here's what we're looking to make next, it's almost like <coughs> an actor trying to put themselves into a role, isn't it? You're... You're designing the car with the thought of how it's going to be used, who's going to be driving it, in the same way that an actor would prepare for a role, and how would that person be? How would they walk? How would they dress? Yeah, to a point. Mm. To a point, because you want the car that you want yourself as well. Uh You know, so, you know, you don't... You can't design something that you would never want to have. Right. You've got to want to own it. And, you know, one of my biggest regrets is I didn't buy one of the 575... XJs, mm. it's limited number now. That's just a bit the price up, isn't it? <laughs> um, and I got offered one before I left, an, an X press car for a good good price. And I, I kind of wish I had now because that is a fabulous car. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the That's ultimate uh, luxury. Hang on a sec. I've just lost. There we go. Just oh, for some reason, I think it might be my headphones because everyone's still showing. But I've just lost all. Oh right, that's back. That, that exhaust blew the headphones. How weird. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, carry That's on. Okay. So, so no, I'm very aware of who's going to buy it, but, you know, the reality is most people don't know what they want until they see it. Mm-hmm. And, and I've never been a great believer in marketing clinics because you get the average of what people know today. Yes. And therefore, you can't persuade them that, um, that you know, what they really want is, I mean, 
how do you do a marketing clinic on an iPhone before anybody knew what an iPhone was? Mm. Yeah, absolutely right. We're going to design this box you put your ear and talk to people and it's going to do all these apps and things. You think, ah, mad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit of both. Interesting. A bit of both. Um, now when I'm designing, because I've got my own design business. Um, called Callum. Called Callum, funnily enough. <laughs> Wasn't my choice, incidentally. But uh, they decided it was it was all right. It's a funny name, Callum. I quite often get you know, and and who's speaking? I said, uh, "What's your name?" I said, "Callum." No, what's what's your surname? <laughs> no, what's your first name? Yeah. No, yeah. what's your surname? Sorry, I've got that wrong. Yeah. What's your what's your surname? I said, "Callum." No, no, sorry, you missed. What what's your first name then? I said, "Ian." All right, so your name really is Callum. Yes. <laughs> and my poor son is called Fraser Callum. That really mixes people of up. Of course, yeah. <coughs> Anyway, sorry, we digress again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm working for clients now. So you 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 really have to listen to what they want because they are they are funding the the bill, and and yeah. you have to try and come come with them, and you have to create a journey for them, and hopefully you'll persuade that journey to be where you want to be as much as where they want to be. Mm-hmm. That's a very tricky balance I've I've discovered. But I used to do that at TWR anyway. You know, yeah. that was a that was a consultancy too. So. So uh, it's it's um, quite interesting. Well, we haven't even started to talk about the cars you've designed. I mean, where are we now? We're 20, 25 minutes in. And oh, I don't I talk rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> we've chatted meatballs and we've talked about Jay breaking Leno. speed limits. Haggis, we get haggis meatballs now, you know. They're really good. And I'd, spaghetti. I'd try. So there you go. You, it's, it's, it exists. It's done. Hybrid Italian Scottish cooking. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But Ian, you have been celebrated regularly, frequently, in, in a number of ways, from massive expedi- ex- exhibitions where there's a whole stand dedicated to the Callum masterpieces, through to design <laughs> masterclasses, <laughs> through to TED Talks, through the Queen making you a commander of the British Empire. <laughs> Don't overdo way. it. <laughs> but, but it also happens to be true. There's none of this is overdoing it when it's fact. That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the fact of the matter, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you had an appointment with her match. Who's a big fan of your work and wanted to wanted yeah, to recognise them? Yeah, yeah. I'm not allowed to talk about that, but she does drive them. <laughs> <laughs> which which ones does she drive? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> had to test. That's had one to test secrecy the I'm sworn to. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the badge gets taken away. I guess probably <laughs> off, to the, off to the tar. She's got, she's got a Civic Type R out the back. <laughs> well, she likes her cars. <laughs> She likes doing a donut. She likes her cars. She oh, likes. happy days. What was it like? I mean, look, very quickly, what was it like when you found out that you were going to become a CBE? What I was delighted. I was a bit, I had to read it two or three times. This is, this is, this is you know, because it, it, it stretches out into very formal language. And, you know, they just wrote a letter saying, you're going to get a CBE. It'll be very straight. But it's not yeah, like that. It's the, you know, it's the such and such of blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and you're going to get a commander of the British. Right, does that mean CBE? You know, it, it takes a little while to sink in, but oh, I was delighted. Do they tell I couldn't the tell why? anybody. Do they, do they explain why? Well, matter? it was just to, um, um, for my contribution to automotive, the automotive industry. Yeah. Which is pretty wide, really. It's pretty big. It yeah. is pretty wide. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have Very wide. any idea that it was that it was coming, or was it literally the postman came no. one day and then on your yeah. doorstep was... It was there. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> cool. Honestly. And I, I really didn't expect it. Mm. And... 
Then of course you get it, and you work it out, right? What's the C? You, so you look up the Google up, you know, OBs, MBs, CBs. Oh, look at right. okay. that picking order. Okay, so, so yeah, near the top, good. Do you, do you look at other people who have got other things that slightly blow you? Be like, oh, I'm one above. So and so. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Are you? Are you better? I know one or two. <laughs> are you better or worse than Sally Gunnell? Oh, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> Just in the pecking order. She's what she's MBE, isn't she, Sally? Is she? Amy doesn't even know who Sally Gunnell is. Sally, Sally Gunnell. So MBE no, is athlete. Remind me, is, yeah. is that master? The member. Member of the British Empire. Member of the British Empire. I would suggest commander outranks well, member, Very much so. It? No, it's member and then it's order of the British Empire and then it's commander. So commander's mm. top dog. I get my own coat of arms too. Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you get? Did you design your own? I, 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 I sit with a designer. I'm actually because it's of ironic. Coat. Yeah, I know. Could you imagine that pressure? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm going to be designing coat your arms. coat of arms. And what do you do for a living? Oh, you've designed all of the iconic cars I've ever driven. Right, great. <laughs> so uh, it's very formal, and there's only a certain amount. You can't just go into a modern one. It's, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it takes it takes little. You can't stick tire tracks on it. No. <laughs> no. What sort of things can you put in it? I don't know. Yeah, I've still have the discussion. Oh, can we oh. help? <laughs> I mean, have they given you any sort of brush strokes? Yeah, do you like Not yet, no, because the whole thing, I was in conversation with them, the whole thing broke down because of COVID. Ah, I yes. had a conversation, so I've started the conversation up again. Okay. So I'm way behind, but it doesn't matter. I mean, and the nice thing is it's in my family and it's passed down through my sons. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> well, so just, I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Just, just <laughs> because I feel like we should have an exclusive in some way, Ian. Yeah, go on. If, if they, for example, narrow it down to two, you know, you could have, the, you'll work with your designer, he'll come up with sort of two finished designs. Mm. Could we maybe put it to the listeners which one you should choose? <laughs> <laughs> an, on an Instagram poll. We'll do an Instagram poll. <laughs> I will, I will let, 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 let me discuss that with the palace. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Instagram. Don't the think it works that way. The listeners have spoken. <laughs> they want option B. Yeah. <laughs> Like the boat, the boat name. What was the boat oh, name? Boaty McBoatface. Boaty McBoatface. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could end up with a coat of arms. I might regret for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I've got to think of a of a of a of a, a phrase as well. So I'm, I'm having to think. Oh, a that. nice Latin. And it comes out phrase. in Latin, so nobody knows what the hell it means anyway. Mash the axe. Mash the axe. Yeah. What would that be in Latin? Do well, <laughs> would you like I'm to sure. find out? Yes. <laughs> It would make sense, wouldn't it? Mash the axe. Yeah. It's what they say in Jamaica when they want you to go faster. Yeah. I'm not even going to pretend to do the accent because I'll, no, I'll be destroyed. <laughs> Don't lift off. There you, there you go. Never lift Ooh, off. Uh, mash the axe is, comes out quite nicely. It's mes gloria bitter securis. Mm. Sounds, quite Sounds quite nice. And what was, the, what, was the, what was the second one? Metal to no, yeah. Metal to the metal. Like, Metal to thumb, but no, don't lift off. Don't lift never off. lift off. Never lift off. Never lift off. Never lift off. I might use that one actually. It's quite nice. Isn't Which it? one? Never lift. Never off. lift off. Yeah. Never lift off is uh, non extralet. Nah, oh, that doesn't sound great. It needs definitely that. needs non extralet. It, it sounds it like the toilet's not working. No, usually no. Sorry, it's non extralet at the moment. Yeah. Can't do that. What we'll about? See, I'll let you know when I've decided. What about fall to earth? Fault it, uh, Channel a bit of Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all right. We used it for the old iBase launch. Yeah. Can't fall to earth. Cadunt at Taram. Oh, no, that's better, than, better than toilets not well, working. It is, it's Latin. <laughs> 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 yeah, the man that fell to earth. Yeah. Mm. I'll come back to you on that. All right. I like we'll, it. Though. We'll make a decision by the end of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If any listeners would like to suggest a, but what a nice is worth, uh, mash the axe in Latin sounds great. I liked it. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was my favourite so far. Top of the list, but we'll keep working on it. Yeah. Right, let's talk cars. Okay, because, by the way, what was the palace like? Was it cool? What was what, the palace? The palace, yeah. Oh, it's super cool. And there's another story. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I saw um, uh, Charles. Yeah. And, you know, I've met Charles before. He's the most remarkable remarkable man. He's, He's so knowledgeable. Anyway, I went up, and I was in my kilt, of course. And so I'm glad to see somebody's dressed properly. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Good man. And I said, uh, he said, how are you doing? And he said, are you still at Jaguar? I said, no, I've retired. And they they really, I mean, he probably maybe remembered from previous meetings what I kind of did, but uh, they really read up. They give everybody a good few minutes of chat. That's great. That's great. It's really very, very respectful, the whole thing. Um, but what was nice was most people were arriving in minibuses and they were kind of walked in and stuff. And I arrived on my... My F type SVR, <laughs> and we drove to the gate and had the right tickets. And the, the, the armed police are around you, and uh, he had to open the bonnet. And they looked in there, and he goes, "Got a bit punches, a p- packs up a few horsepower." And I said, "Yeah, it's pretty quick." He said, uh, "How fast is it?" So I really don't know. He said, uh, "I bet you do." He said, "Well, it goes, not, it goes to seventy miles an hour very quickly," and he just <laughs> burst out laughing. <laughs> so they were all over it, and uh, it was it was quite nice, you know. It was a yeah. bit of banter with the, with the cops at the gates, and then we drove right through, and we parked right in the middle, oh, you know. Oh, wow. And it just it's just a moment. It's just a moment, you know, that most people will never be able to enjoy, especially mm. with a car that was sort of my car. Yeah, it yeah, was very. It's, an, it's one of the, and I just enjoy these little snippets of personal. You know, satisfaction. Well, it wasn't sort of your car, Ian. You designed it. Well, I, with a few others. I yeah, but you're one. you're the you were at the time the head of mm. Jaguar Design. Therefore, yeah. the decisions were yeah, yours. I directed it. Yeah, yeah. But going to the palace was was fun. Been before, of course. Yeah, not not <laughs> your first time. <laughs> I, I for me, I can't help but imagine that the little childish smile that would kick in on hitting that that start button and getting that initial bark. From the V8, because we had a SVR, didn't we, as, yeah. a, as a press loan? They're of, loud. Just before, <coughs> well, about September last year. And that was a that was a difficult car to give back to Jaguar because... Uh, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. You can't yeah. really drive them hard, though, because all the horsepower is up there. And, yeah, you know, and you, you need a track to drive it properly, really. Well, you had the F-Pace. Or the, or the Highlands of Scotland. Oh, you're right, absolutely. You had the yes, yes, Ian had the right. F-Type, which, F-type, I, which course, I borrowed previously. Which such a yes, blast. It yeah. makes a... Hell of a noise, fabulous. Yeah, we worked in the noise. We got we worked hard in the noise to make sure it was what it is. You know, yeah, matters yeah. to people. Oh, completely, mm. absolutely, you know? yeah. it does. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's the interesting thing. If you look at the jumping back to the F Pace, the same engine that goes into the F Pace and the Range Rover SVR is mm. a completely different noise. Yeah, and it's you know the Jaguar is so much more exciting. It's mm. you know it's, it packs a punch and it sounds sporty and racy. Which whereas is the Land Rover, the the Range Rover is a bit more. Subdued. Subtle, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way it's meant to be. That's it. You know, sports car company, SUV company. That's it. End <laughs> of. Say no more. <laughs> Come on, let's talk about cars because I know I can literally see John has been itching to do this. He's, he's had his list. <laughs> I've got the list. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we, in fact, Amy and I, before you arrived, Ian, we were talking about some of the cars you've designed. And of course, the one that made Amy's ears prick up was the Ford Puma because Amy used to have oh, one. Yes. Dear me. So early Love career. That car. We're going back to. Uh, Back to the, the early yeah, stages, Ian is pulling a face like he's horrified. It's a glorious yeah. little thing. You're it's, not, it is, you're it's not a, proud? No, I am proud. And, you know, it was a strange time. I did it after I left Ford. Yeah. Because I did the TWR at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a fun little car. It was actually, the more I look at them now, the more 
when you when you grow up, when you develop a car and you grow up with it and it becomes part of your life, you can't see the wood for the trees. You don't really see what other people might see in it. And and a few of one of these cars, only now when I look at it, I think actually it's quite avant-garde, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's so different for its time. Now, to be honest, the original sketches came from Ford. They they started me off in this car, which they wanted to do, and then that was it. And we changed it completely. To be to be honest with you, but uh, this is my way. So it wasn't entirely my initial creativity, but we turned it into the car that you know today, and and uh, without uh, without intimidation, we did what we felt was right. Do you know it would actually lend itself very nicely to a Callum makeover? We have spoken about it. Yeah, really? a bit less we plastic. But we have spoken about it because we thought, well, if it's a car, you could. But the, the problem is this: a Puma's worth what? If you find a really good one, four thousand pounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're kind of creeping up now. They are. They're well, okay, well, if they're, yeah, if they're not rusted into a ball of well, orange, you know, the rear <laughs> wheel arches tend to yeah. go first, don't they? But um, anyway, I've worked out that you, if you take a car and modify it, you cannot really go more than about three to three and a half times its value before mm. you can before it, it's it's priced itself out of the market. Mm. Which makes a really customized hot puma worth about twelve thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but what a cool little thing it'll be. <laughs> yeah, but it'll probably cost you about £30,000 to do it. <laughs> right. So that's that's the issue with these cars, and that's why we did the Vanquish, because it starts off at a level that you know you can manage the price yeah. afterwards. Mm. And I learned that when I did my Mark II. I did a Mark II with CMC many years ago, and we put so much effort and time into that car, and, and we priced it at just under 300000 because mm-hmm. that's what it was worth in terms of manpower and labour. Yeah. But a Mark II was only worth thirty thousand. Three times that, you yeah. could have probably got it at about one hundred and forty, four hundred and fifty grand. It would have moved. And it didn't move, so we didn't do any more. That makes sense. You know, so that's the kind of sums you have to work out. I am dreaming about this Callum overhauled <laughs> Puma, though. I mean, yeah, I'm like, should have been taking my money. I, <laughs> I would give you twelve grand. I would twelve. Yeah, what, okay. about, what about twelve grand? You, you've mentioned twelve. Just put bigger the wheels in it. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a new dash. Come on, it, the dash. What's well, a Ford? It's a Ford Fiesta dash, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's so it's that's so you've got to fix that. A bit, it's a bit gooey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. of the time. Yeah, it worked. Up the, it was of the, the time. time. I'm glad you mentioned put bigger wheels on. I want to bank that if we can, because I, I would like to get to that point about people modifying their cars. But I think we should focus well, on ha- that list. Let's let's just we're going to go back to this mm. in just a sec. There's your phrase for your coat of arms. Put bigger wheels Put on. Put bigger wheels on. <laughs> Put bigger wheels on. What's that, what's right, that in Latin? Hang on then. Hold, talk amongst yourselves. Charitus fasterist or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Give it bigger wheels Put. in Latin is going to be cool. I mean, that's, this is, I think we found it, Ian. Put, I'm going to start with put bigger wheels on. See what that comes out as. Put <coughs> wheels on. Come on, let's move on quickly. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the palace phoning me up soon. Pursuit super mayor retare. That sounds quite cool. It's quite nice. Yeah. It, it would look very nice in the twiddly yeah. italic. I'm hoping they got an image of a chariot somewhere in the in this bank of images that I'm allowed to use. You could definitely use. get away with a wheel, couldn't you? I think the wheel's got to be in there. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to have an animal in there somewhere? Well, yeah, but I'd like a I'd like a lion because that's a, a Scottish bit. Scottish lions yeah. in there. Um, Scottish. A lot of people put mice out. in them. They said mice are a bit common. Mice? Yeah, I know. That's what surprised. <laughs> I thought I'd put a kangaroo in there because I quite like Australia. Okay. <laughs> I really want to be a fly on the wall in this design brief. A can- it needs My to have a wheel uh, and a kangaroo, <laughs> and it needs a lion. And yeah, yeah. Oh, a lion eating the kangaroo. <laughs> it's a weird thing, though, isn't it? 
I mean, in days of old, they had their pictures as associated and relative to what they were doing. You know, swords and of course, yeah, and, and you know, and battlements and all this stuff. It was all that imagery. But nowadays, it's not, it's not the same relevance. You're gonna really. have an iPad. You need with, an iPad with, with a lion. <laughs> a lion and an iPad. A lion with an iPad <laughs> and a kangaroo in a wheelchair. <laughs> okay, you got the whole lot covered. Kangaroo in a wheelchair. Well, because you need the wheels. By a lion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dear me. Right. With Shall the phrase, we, uh, get bigger wheels. Right, carry on. You'll be doing a lot of editing, I think. <laughs> I think I I think I will too. And, uh, the only bit that's going on the radio is the stuff about the phrase. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for those of you those of you listening now to the podcast bit, obviously you've heard this exactly as it's gone out. Um, what you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nazi is my head in my hands trying to get a radio edit out of this, but in, I hope you're enjoying the podcasted <laughs> version because I am. Cars, right. So after oh, Ford, you went to TWR, which is... A <laughs> we've, we've totally bored Ian now. It's like he's, got, he's got his phrase sorted. He's got his kangaroo and his lion in his wheelchair. Yeah, That's it. My, I'm Italian haggis. It's okay. All sport. It's all you, sorted. You are very good with, a, obviously, a pen and, and paper. So I would like to see this visualised actually on paper before the end of the show, if that's all right, please. Actually, what, that's what? a good idea. You should draw your own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done worse. I remember once you want came on radio with Lawrence Lawrence Vandenacker. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember that. It's and Silverstone. I set you guys a crazy challenge where you were draw you were drawing kitchen bits and pieces. So you ended up doing a toaster. There was I a car. There was a car. Yeah, but you also yeah 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 you drew toasters and kettles. Yeah, I remember that. And I think it was yeah. in reaction to Dyson trying to do a car. Remember, <laughs> we decided to flip it on its head. It's like, well, if Dyson can think he can do cars, let's get the car lads doing. Mm. Hair dryers, household utensils. Oh, that's a very good idea. Cars, John, cars. <laughs> cars, 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 cars. So we'll, we'll, we'll. I have to mention TWR because I'm a massive Tom Walkinshaw fan. Good. I'm glad you are because he was a great bloke. Yes, absolutely. He had his foibles, but he was a great bloke. Absolutely. So I don't really know much about your relationship with Tom or how it would have been. Were you close? Were you, was it was the working relationship close in the sense of Tom, obviously an amazing racing driver, and then turned engineer. Did I, in, in my head, I have this beautiful vision of the two of you sat in a pub somewhere going, oh, we want to make it like this because it's going to be brilliant and fast. And um, Not quite as intimate as that, but I, I was close to Tom. Great. And uh, I was talking to Kyle about this yesterday. You know, you do you do get this natural affiliation amongst the Scots. Yeah. It happens. Sorry, but it does happen. And there's a natural trust builds up amongst amongst people who are in foreign lands together. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, I had a good relationship with Tom. I had a very quite a, a strong working relationship with him, and 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 he did trust me. 
Right. And, and he didn't trust a lot of people, but he did trust me. And so he'd come up with the idea. What do you think of that? <laughs> and, well, I'm not sure, Tom. Ah, well, I think you should think. Oh, a bit further. <laughs> of course, nobody else could understand him anyway, except me, <laughs> which is always an advantage. But, um, but, he, but the thing with Tom was he would push everything. He, had, he, had, he, 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 was, he could be ruthless. Yeah. But he could also be charming. Mm-hmm. And, and and he was also hugely dedicated to the people that he did trust and yeah. and and the things he did for me were remarkable you know I mean my son was ill so he sent presents to him you know wow. things like that but um uh, uh he did push things to the limit and but with the loyalty that he generated with the people who worked for him yeah he got what he needed and he got what he wanted and and so and, and he had that loyalty in me and I t- I'd tell him straight if it wasn't going to work. But he had this incredible foresight. You know, he was always three steps. I mean, he must have been a great chess player. He was also <laughs> three. He was always three steps away ahead of everybody. And uh, you know, so I trusted him for that reason because I knew there was a game plan there that didn't quite work out yet. Yeah, it was all going to fall into place at one but point. And then suddenly, it all comes 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 to place. I'll never forget one of these typical moments. We were doing DB Seven. I love this story, and it'll it, it may well be in my book if I'm allowed to print it. But uh, um. Uh, we were doing DB7, and we had to put it in front of the Ford. And it was the model was pretty well complete, and we had to get it in front of Ford for financing because they owned Aston Martin, yeah. a majority of it. And so Tom says, right, we're going to what we call PR, program approval is where the big money comes in, in uh, three months. Three months, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, you're at Ford. You know what that means. I said, yeah. So what do you normally do? I said, well, we'll put a clay model in there, and it's all about the business plan, and it's kind of a combination of this is kind of what you're going to get, and here's the business plan. Right, okay, good. And he, he's walking towards the door of the studio. He says, so what's better than a clay model? I said, um, well, uh, probably a fiberglass model, so you do a see-through, so it's got a bit more integrity to it, and it's all nicely polished and sparkly. And Ah, yes, we'll do that. And he walked a bit further, and he, I, was walking, I was watching him walking through the workshop, and he stopped, and I knew what was going to come. <laughs> he says, what's better than a fiberglass model? <laughs> I says, well, the next stage up's a real car. Right, that's what we'll do then. Go on, get cracking. Wow. And we built a real car. And we drove it into the Aston Martin showroom in London where this event took place. Yeah. We drove the car in. Perfect. And they had, and they said, Well, you've done it. He said, Well, more or less I <laughs> And he got his money. Fantastic. Got his money. And and him with Walter Hayes. What a combination. Yes. Walter quite. was such a cunning man. Yeah. And uh, and the funny thing is when we went to Geneva with that car in ninety three I was sitting at the back of the 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 the, the, um, the stand, you know, cowering away, hoping nobody would speak to me. Yeah, I was yeah. terrified. To the motor <laughs> show, yeah. I was terrified. You might have to speak to journalists. Like, no, I don't want to speak to anybody. <laughs> Leave me alone. And um, then Walter came up and says, "Well, that's going well." He said, uh, "We seem to have sold a number of cars, but really? we haven't got really got approval yet." <laughs> <laughs> no way. So he jumped the gun on that, and uh, after idea. that, it just it, off it went. Yeah, it happened. Fantastic. That was Walter for you. He was quite cunning. Was that your favourite Aston that you were involved in? No, the Vanquish is probably my mm. favourite because it's just it was just so spontaneous. It's a hundred percent me. Yeah, you know, I could say that honestly. There was yeah. nobody else involved in the exterior, at least. Uh, Neil Simpson, who I believe is back at Aston again, um, he did the interior very, very well. So, so he was involved. But yeah, it was um, the Vanquish was a, a big, big milestone for me because. I'd done num- one number one record effectively. I had mm. to get another one. That's it. And that's and that was that was verification for me. 
Yeah. And in some cases, vindication too, because there's a lot of doubt whether we could repeat the success. Really? Of and was uh, the process much the same? Because it, <coughs> it was still Ford ownership at that point, wasn't it? Did, was there still, you take it to the board and say, here's what we've got, here's what no, we've got. It no, was, it, was, it was unique. It was better. It was much better. Because we started, Bob Dover um, pulled me in. I didn't know Bob then, of course, we know the best of friends. But Bob, when he says, I want you to design, and I've got other designers involved, so don't get too cocky. <laughs> so he said, uh, I want you to come up with a di- an idea for uh, to replace the V car, which was a big car. Two-seater, he said, I don't want a four-seater. I want it to be more muscular. I like DB7 more muscular. And so I said, okay, I'll go and do that. So it, the short the short of it is we, we, we got the job and we created a clay model. And Bob said, I've got Jack Nasser coming in tomorrow. Get the clay model out. And Jack Nasser flew into Oxford Airport, Kidlington, came over, looked at the car. Uh, don't like don't like the tail lamps, mate, because he's well. That's sort of an Aussie accent. And um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, he's a bit American. He said, "Okay, well, I'll change them. Change them." Only design review we had. Job done. Oh, job done. That's the dream, right? Yeah. And the next time anybody at Ford saw the car, well, that car went into as a sh- as a sh- concept car. But this time Jack was on top of the board. He said, "Right, build it." That's perfect. Well, I mean, let's let, let's never put happened that in, again. Let's put That's that never in happened in history before. <laughs> well, let's put that in context. In what's what's a typical life cycle of a car from from the page? How many design reviews are we looking at? How many people get involved in the decisions? Well, each one's slightly different. It depends on the characters involved. It depends on the you know on the politics at the time. When we did XF. Um, because we were changing the brand really fundamentally in terms of aesthetic, it was replacing the S type, mm. and I was determined to really move it on, you know, a load, and so we produced thirty-five models for the board to look at. Clay models, clay models. Wow. Some of them, albeit, were forty percent, and they were halved, you know. So one yeah. model be two. So, and we did about five or six full size, uh, maybe more than that, for, so they can all look at it and make judgment. Um, of course, you know, part of my job was to lead them to the right one. I mean, to me, there was only one, mm. and it was kind of number 7.5 or whatever it was, mm. but, and, you know, I successfully got to that point. But it was, it was, a, it was a struggle. Uh, that's interesting you say that, because I, I would always assume if you're given the task of, please, <coughs> please design this product, you're going to have a, f- a you know, you, you have to come up with a variance, I'd imagine, of different models and styling quirks and things, but there's always going to be the one that is your favourite. And as a, you know, Joe blogs, public i would assume that that would be a fairly easy process i've designed this car therefore this is the best one because it's i've put all my time and effort into it but did you often find both with that it, model and other models that people were favoring towards a different variant that you didn't yeah like? it happens but you know designers tend to well they, they, they soon learn the politics and how to lobby and make sure you've got the right people mm. saying the right things because frankly a lot of people come to look at these cars don't know what they're looking at mm. You know, yeah, I suppose so. But do you feel I, I, they, I don't still have a, they still have an opinion that they have to put into it or feel like they have to I, I feel as often the opinion is said because they feel that they can't yeah. can't not have an opinion. And but you know, I mean some 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 design chiefs are a bit more cunning than others. I, I could I wasn't naive, I just couldn't be bothered, frankly. Mm. You know, I I and I tended to be one of these people that I wouldn't disregard the way I was told to do it. If I didn't agree with it, I just simply made it go away. You know, and, and it, it wasn't arrogance. It was just, you know, I just shrugged my shoulder and said, right, we'll, we'll ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. instead of permission. <laughs> but, you know, at that time, was we had the, we had the, what we call the Jaguar Executive Committee, which was the board, and there really were a group of people who were quite conservative and still in love with the old Jag. Mm. 
the S types and the old XKs and such like. And um, and but they knew the car. They knew it had to change. They knew that. So what is this change? This is why I had to offer up all these differences. Mm-hmm. Now, then a guy called Jeff Politis came along, sadly no longer with us. He died quite young, but he was in our MD. And he said, Ian, the design studio is yours. I'm going to keep everybody out of it. And that's where X, X, uh, XJ came from. Is it? Yep. Hmm. Had no interference because he kept everybody out of it. Hmm. And then um, and then Ralph came along. And Ralph was, was interesting uh, in that he did encourage Jerry and I to do what we felt right. He put a lot of faith in us. So mm. we didn't get that multi- multitude of interference that we might have had, say, through a normal Ford process or whatever. So I was quite fortunate with Ralph in that he did respect us. He would challenge us constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean constantly, because that was his way. But, uh, but at least at the end of the day, he said, well, you're the chief designer. You make the decisions. So it depends who you're dealing with, really. Wow. My brother works for Ford, not until last month. Mm-hmm. He's now left, retired. And um, I'm sure his story's quite different. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine. Quite different. What's the car that got away? Getting very serious. Yeah, yeah. well, no, but it's, <laughs> it's I like fun. it. It's really fun. We, we yeah. can go back to <coughs> logos in a minute and mottos yeah. and so on. Should we get another drink as well? Would you like, are you thirsty? Would you mm. like another drink? I'm fine. All right. Um, Amy, are you all right? I'm all right. Okay, good. It's very hot in here, isn't it? Because I've had to switch the icon off. Oh. No, no, the it's a lot of hot air. That's the fine. Oh my waffle. <laughs> <laughs> what's so, Ian? What's the car that should have been made? What's the car that got oh, away? Oh, come on, the CX seventy five. Yes, is the, the right answer. <laughs> it's the right. It's always going to be the right answer. Yeah. What happened? Then? And what what happened? It was just a, a business decision that was made that it was not going to sell the numbers to justify the cost. Mm. It was that simple. Now, you could argue the value of the car was worth more than the business decision. And I would have probably taken that point of view. You're just eyeing up what, what's just gone past? The Ferrari. Some yellow. It's yellow. 458. It's even got a number called yellow. That's cool, isn't it? <laughs> As if we couldn't see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Um, so it was, it was a financial, financially driven decision at a time when supercars or hypercars, whatever they call the bloody things, mm was um, going a bit into doldrums. It wasn't long after the recession and the numbers weren't very high. But, you know, I've been around long enough to know these things turn around. And, and it, had it been my company, I would have taken the risk because the value of that comp- that car to Jaguar as a as an entity would have lifted the brand. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so much, yeah. so much. You know, you're up there with the Ferraris and Lamborghinis and their supercars and the McLarens. It would have been competing with McLaren. Yeah. yeah, British made. Well, you know, yeah, the P one's probably that price range, but mm. but um, it was going to be an expensive car. But when you look at what I mean, it was going to be like six hundred and fifty thousand plus taxes. That's cheap now. That's, yeah, yeah, it's gonna it, say but it was money, yeah. it was over ten years ago. Remember? Do you think if I, I, I suppose? Do you think Jaguar would now look at that and think, you know what? There is a future car still in that, and do you think that that would be something they would go back to, or do you I think that will be is the, the, the drawn line in it? Yeah, it, this, again, this is always this sort of slight anomaly about like, you think Jaguar, what the Jaguar think. Jaguar is just about people who are there. Do the people there think that's a potential for the future? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. Does Ralph regret it? I think sometimes he does. Mm. I think Ralph realizes now that perhaps the the uh, the potential of that car in other aspects. Would it have made money? Probably not. It would have done by now. 
Oh, the, the, the second hand, it'd yeah. be worth yeah, yeah, probably twice as much. But yeah. a bit of a loss But you could have you could have made half of them and kept the other half. Made exactly. A few bob. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but nobody nobody in in, in you know in corporate life sees life that way. You know, the same way that perhaps investors do. But I think that's it, isn't it? It's pleasing the board, pleasing the shareholders. This is why this this Rimats chap <coughs> we were learning about last week mm. is. You know, Alex Goy came on the show yeah. last week and and told us about Rimats who is, is pulling up trees with his crazy EV hypercars. And he's a 33-year-old CEO mm-hmm. who's now worth an absolute fortune. He's He provided Porsche with the Taycan platform and all the rest of it. If I'm teaching you to suck eggs here, Ian, apologies. No, 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 it's fine. Carry on. <laughs> but, but the point is, he can be, a bit like Elon Musk, he mm. can be a bit of a risk taker because he's the guy that's making the decisions. And at 33, yep. he's answerable only to himself. He's got the money to be able to go, I want to do it like that. Yeah. You sort of wish that big organisations could be that... Well, sometimes. some some cases it can be. Um, the thing that always struck me when I was designing a car, whether it be a body section or something, this part is going to cost the company, somebody, the company, millions of pounds. Yeah. And I think as long as you remember that, you've very, I wouldn't say it, 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 it suppresses you, but it just makes you very aware of what you're doing. You know, it's going to cost millions of pounds. But a car nowadays is half a billion. That's right, yeah. You know, so it's it's not like, um, it's not like a record, it's not like a pop song, you know, and they make it and it fails. I mean, it has yeah. to work. Mm. And you become very conscious of that. And, of course, the further up the tree you go into board level and finance, you know, and, and remember that they're inheriting an infrastructure which has to be fed. This is one of the biggest issues people don't, you know, why don't you go and do that? Well, actually, our factories are not made to do that. They're made to do 300,000 mm. BMW 3 Series. They're actually not made to do... 400,000 electric cars, you know, and yeah. so that has to all change to to that. When you're starting off in supercars and low volume and, and, and other stuff like that, the risks actually are not so high. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know, your volume's low and, and, and you're into less investment and more material cost and therefore, and you're going to sell at a high price, therefore your investment is not, I mean, investment for, as I say, it's half a billion for a motor car. Yeah. I don't think Rimmick's going to s- invest half a billion. You know, he'll invest a few hundred thousand. I'm yeah, sure. I was going to say he spent he spent a few quid, didn't he, John? I'm sure he, he, he will have done. Yeah, but again, he's not going to be selling on the volume of. But, but say, what, what, kind of what I will say about the man is, I mean, he's doing well. But the reason he's doing well because he's a very clever man. Yes, mm. he is. Yeah, he's an immensely clever man. You know, he he understands the technology. He knows where to take it, mm. and and he's built up his fortune, and not being an entrepreneur in terms of finance, but in terms of just being very clever, um, with electronics and and science of what he's dealing with he knows this stuff well mm. most mds don't yeah this is refreshing yeah you've i mean you know I, I i know because you're my mate that you've had plenty of battles to get certain things made and yeah. I'm, I'm not asking you to point fingers or name names because that's because it's not the not the time nor the place no. but people don't realize that like john just asserted he just assumes as as most do that the designer comes up with the car and isn't challenged on it but it's quite the reverse it depends where you are, and yeah. yeah. And, and, and of course, it depends on the character of the designer. You have to learn to be pretty thick-skinned about these things. Yeah, I can imagine. It's not in my nature to do that. Mm. You know, I feel the hurt. Yeah. But um, that's yeah, and that's interesting. So, it, how much of that rings through in the sense of it's very easy to imagine? I guess. Oh, you're you're at the top of your game designing cars. Some things go through, some things don't. But of course. The creation of a car, of, a, of any design, I guess, not even cars, If whatever you're designing, whether you're designing a house, whether you're designing an aircraft, whether you're designing an interior layout for a 
palace. <clears throat> it's a very personal creation that comes from within you, isn't it? So when somebody turns yes. around and says, no, sorry, that's rubbish, or maybe not in those words, but <laughs> sorry, but we're not going to use that one. We're going to use something else from another designer or another idea completely. How does that affect you? Well, I've, I've experienced that because when I was at Ford, it was, we were always competing with each other and I always came second. Right. So it just drives you harder, really. Mm. Yeah. It really does. Um, but it does affect you emotionally. Mm. And, you know, and you have to go home and lick your wounds. Yeah. You know, and when CX-75 was killed, I, I went home and licked my wounds for quite a few months, you know, and so course, did Julian and the rest so. of the team. Mm. We all felt it personally uh, because there was no doubt as to how wonderful the car was. That mm. was the biggest frustration. Yeah. Um, and it was loved. That's the it other was thing. loved. Yeah. And we knew it would be. Yeah. You know, Julian and I decided to push this thing out for a Paris show, and it was in celebration of the brand. Mm. We got it through in the pretense that it was about celebration mm. and PR. And we knew damn well that once the world saw it, that was it. There's no stopping it. Yeah. And, and Bond. I'm, yeah, well, that's... It was a villain's there car. There you go, absolutely. Yeah. In yeah, fact, it, there's it, two... It, well, there's three chapters of Bond that I wanted to mention. But yeah, the fact that it made it onto a Bond film, and of course, everyone that watched it went, how, who make, how, who, how do I get that? What's Where's that? that? Where do I go yeah. to buy that? Yeah. And of course, the answer was, oh, sorry, you can't. Sorry, you can't. A bit like the DB10. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, that's a fun little looking thing. Can we buy yeah. that? No, yeah. sorry, it's not a thing. Yeah. But it was so close even at that point to be made, but uh, I think the decision had been made not to build it by the time the Bond film. That's I it. wanted to put Jagger on the side of it, of course, the, you know... Um, Film people didn't want that. Too much advertising. Yeah. Give new cars yeah. here. Yeah. Come on. They'll yeah. zoom in on the Sony laptop and the uh, yeah. Seiko and the, watch and the or whatever. Heineken beer or whatever. <laughs> and watch, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just let me put Jaguar on the side because, you know, I don't want people thinking it's a bloody McLaren, do I? <laughs> <laughs> Painted orange. But we can talk about uh, two other Bond cars that were a huge success yeah, and in the on, same man. movie, which I believe I'm going to show my age slightly whilst a slightly noisy. Um, Hypermotor Ducati pulls up. Uh, and a Fiat 500. And a Fiat 500. <laughs> With a little paw print on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Die Another Day was the first Bond film that I went to see in the cinema with my dad. I must have been about... 35. 10 or 11, <laughs> I think. And in that film... No, you're making me feel I old. know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, it's, a, it's a memory that I treasure really well because I remember my dad and I in Wimbledon HMV looking at... CDs or whatever we were looking at and there was the Wimbledon Odie and not, not far a couple of doors down and my dad was like oh there's that new Bond film actually we go and see it and I, I, at that point I was like oh I've never seen a Bond film in the cinema yeah we'd seen the old stuff so we went and saw my first Bond film together and in the film of course Die Another Day you have two of your most iconic designs the XK and the Vanquish right how how is that for you as a I mean are you a Bond fan for a start or were I, you I, I am I am a Bond fan. It's going to be Connery, isn't it? You're going to say yeah. Connery. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, I, d I take it all with a big pinch of salt. Okay. Or a big lump of ice in this case. <laughs> yes. Um, I really do. I don't, you know, I don't, I can't, I mean, it's so far-fetched. I can't associate with it as an individual. No. I'll never look like any of them anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, uh, it was at the time we were invited, and I was with my then wife we were invited to the um, Albert Hall and then we went across the road to the Hyde Park and mm -hmm. this is the opening the Queen was there you know and yeah. <laughs> before I knew her and um, <laughs> well, <Liz. laughs> yeah. and um, and we went to the, this big marquee it was just a huge uh, ice bar it was a vodka and thingy Brilliant. bar and it was all all the bar was made in ice and everything and um, 
you know, it was a huge, it was a huge thrill because that was mm. quite a while ago, and I was a little bit more kind of, you know, absorbed by these things. But yeah, it's it's you see what I see is I see the car, I know what's behind it, I know what created it. It's the fact that that creation is there is more important to me. The fact it's in the Bond film, mm. frankly. Okay, what's uh, let's let's just get the scale proper though, Ian. It's just a slightly loaded question, <laughs> yeah. but nonetheless, what's what's more exciting for you, right? The Bond film situation, or being personally name checked by Kate Winslet in an interview, <laughs> <laughs> which did well, happen. Well, that was by Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was an interesting moment. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I got Jay May's phoning up and said, "How the hell did you make the bloody third page of the Sunday Times with with Kate Winslet?" <laughs> Do you want to hear the story? Yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Take so, that one up, so, lovely. Come so, on. <laughs> thank you. So, I, I, I was, I can't even remember her name, actually. I was in South Africa launching the XK, uh-huh. right? And then all these people came in, and then the Americans come in. And uh, it's always a little bit difficult because they have to drive on the proper side of the road, and they don't quite get that usually. <laughs> so, so, I had one journalist called Celeste Atkinson. It's just come back to me, actually. And she worked for the Hollywood... Reporter. Reporter. And she didn't want to drive. Right. So I drove her everywhere. Went in the, 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 the thingy route and the a route. <laughs> and uh, we did all that stuff. And we, then we ended up having dinner together. <laughs> and she was very friendly. She was a nice girl. And she kept saying to me, you know, you talk about voluptuous lines. Because you have to make up all this flowery of stuff for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the press boys and the, the glamour mags. And she says, well, you talk about voluptuous. So, so what, what woman in your life or what woman influenced you this with the voluptuous and the shape of the car. I said, don't go there. I'm not going to get caught up in one of those. You know, <laughs> Ian Callum was influenced Stabloid by... scandal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I let... And she kept prodding and, you know, and she was charming. She was very charming. And I, she said, Ian, would you take me to the airport? I said, yeah, I'll take you to the airport, of course. You know, so I took her to the airport when because they, they all drive off in the limousines, but I drove her in XK and she just leaves. Well, it's nice to meet you. Uh, you know, pecking the oh, By the way, who's your favourite actress? I said, oh, Kate Winslet. Uh, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> she got me. So, so, so a few weeks later, uh, two, th- two or three weeks later, it's in the Hollywood Reporter that my design was was influenced by Kate Winslet because they loved it all. Of course, I didn't yeah. see that. But then two weeks after that, Jay Leno's show, she's got Kate Winslet. Do you realise that the XK was designed and influenced by you, Kate? And you got the brochure. A guy called Ian Callum designed this car. And and you were the influence. Your your form, your shape, and your apparently your voluptuous lines. <laughs> and she looked at the brochure, and and she and she said, "No, the headlamps are not big enough." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> She's a class so, act. So so the next day, um, I got a phone call from the Telegraph or the Times. No, it's the Times, Sunday Times. I think it was Sunday Times. I mean, it was never Sunday. And would you like? And I said, "Well, I'll, I'll call you back." And of course, I spoke to Fiona, who was PR boss of Land Rover at the time, and she was into PR. I said, "I told her the story," and she laughed. And she said, <laughs> "Oh, run with it, go yeah, with it." Yeah. Yeah, you know. So I told the story about how you know I drew cars and lines, and yeah, Kate's just a great model of Britishness, and you know <laughs> she's got that sense of humour like Jaguar has. And I made all these analogies between Kate and Jaguar, and I hope through this I might get a chance to meet her, but it never happened. <laughs> but and then it ended up on the third page of the of the Sunday Times or the Sunday Telegraph, one of the two. And, yeah. it, and people are phoning me up and says, How did you manage that? You're Kate. <laughs> and you've still and you still not had your FaceTime with Kate. 
No, I haven't. You well, can have a surprise. Well, this one of these moments. We, we have a surprise for you. <laughs> Behind the curtain. Hang on a sec. Here we are. <laughs> Uh, It'll happen. I'll get I'll get you in the same room as Kate Winslet. She's I amazing in Mayor of Easttown, by the way. If no one's seen I've, it yet, I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. She's she's a great actress. She is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Slightly loaded question leading to a I wonderful anecdote that I, I, I thought had to be full uh, of anecdotal rubbish. <laughs> I'm trying to piece in my head the the journey of the conversations. It's gone from. Priceless cars catching fire in Laguna Seca to <coughs> Jay Leno requesting burgers to meatballs to the Scottish Italian eclectic life, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to and, Bond and go with to the Kate flow. Winslet to go with the flow. It's great, and it, it's, it's it's almost like a representation of the way that you the way that you work, isn't it? It's I suppose so. I let things happen. I don't. I've not planned anything really. Good. I don't have planned anything in my life. This it's is what the most successful people say. Yeah, they're all they're, from the celeb show that I do. The thing that you hear time and time again, the, the real achievers, mm. like Clarkson, for example, who yeah. says he's not talented, he's just lucky. Yeah, <coughs> It happens time and time again. And with Ian, one of the most talented individuals there is, you don't put it down to your talent. You just say, oh, well, it's I was, just... I was very lucky. See, and that, I find that but infuriating. But I took chances. I took the but chances. you can sit there with that pad and you can draw a logo with a kangaroo in a wheelchair <laughs> on it <laughs> and it'll look amazing there is talent Ian that's the point it, I, I always get wound up by mm. super successful people saying oh I didn't have a plan I'm not I'm not I'm not Do you, you know, know part of it is it's never good enough that's it right it's never good enough. I look back and what I've done that I think well that could have been better and that could be better and and even when I left Jagger I could have done it better you know and I just think well okay it's passed it's finished move on and um you know, that's always in the back of my mind. It wasn't quite good enough. But and do you ever think that any really brilliant designer ever feels like their creations are good enough? I know some people who think they're brilliant. Mm. But are they good designers? No. <laughs> I've seen no more. Who's <laughs> <coughs> we need to... I know I'm mindful of how long we've spoken for. and We, we, will, we will move on in a moment. We need to talk EVs in a second because mm. of the I-Pace and everything that that means and represents. And so yep. we've got to get onto that. So we'll, we'll come on to that in a second. Aside from yourself... Who's the best car designer out there right now? I'm glad you asked that, yeah. Um, I've got a huge... Of course, I have to mention my brother Murray. I think he's very good. <laughs> um, I've got to mention Julian Thompson, who I've got the utmost respect for, and I think it's very sad that he's left Jaguar. And Julian, um, of course, his hits include the Evoque. He did Evoque, um, and he's worked with me in a lot of the cars yep. that you know. I mean, he'd, he had a big influence on the CX-75. And, and the Lotus, of course. And the Lotus, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Julian's got a good portfolio. And uh, and he's a great guy, yeah. you know. He's somebody you can sit down and work with and, and design a car with, you know. That's just so important. But Michael Mauer's the one that I've got a lot of a lot of um, appreciation for. The guy at Porsche, yeah. Because I just I just I just think that the discipline of designing a Porsche is is so tight, and to be clever enough, I've got a lovely saying. I can't remember who it's by. It's it's very difficult to be this simple, mm-hmm. you know. It's something, and I just love that saying. And I think the beautiful thing about Porsche, and something I try to instill in Jaguar as well, is to try and keep that simplicity but the sophistication at the same time. And what he's done at Porsche, I think, is is, is remarkable. He's respected a very difficult past to deal with. I mean, not difficult in terms of lack of success, very successful. And when you're coming success off success is more difficult than success off failure. I had that advantage. Mm. You know, he's got to pick up, you know. Big shoes to fill. Of, yeah, yeah, it is. And and I, I asked myself, could I do that? I think I probably could, but um, um, I haven't and I want, but uh, I, I've got a lot of respect for what he's done. 
future minds. Who's got the easiest job in design right now? Oh, my goodness. I don't think anybody has. Mm. The is just going through turmoil. Mm. You know, and nobody knows which way to move. And, you know, if design's easy, you're not doing a job properly, right. frankly. So I don't think anybody's got an easy job. Um, Ian, I think you've answered your own question. So, John, we need to find what it out is, what, it, what it is in Latin, please. <coughs> the, the Porsche phrase about <coughs> success is difficult. What was it, the exact words? Oh, uh, um, the simple Sim one. Yeah. It's very hard to be that simple. Let's do that in Latin. Yeah. Because we might have found your, your phrase. Okay, let's have a quick look. It's, well, very, it's very hard, hard to, be to be simple. It's very hard to be that <laughs> simple. Well, there's a lot of syllables in here. Sus ferus esse simplex. Yeah, mm. sounds like a plastic, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not ideal. Well, think of something else. Effort, effortlessly simple. <laughs> I can't even say it in English. A, isn't that a slogan for Lucy or something but the, like that? The, but the point is, simple is not effortless. Mm. Yeah, yeah, It takes right. an enormous amount of... Well, you guys are in the journalist thing. You know, mm. editing is the most difficult part of all. Yes. I'm good at that. I'm good at editing. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's very difficult. Let's talk EVs. Yeah. Because you, you zoom, led zoom. the way. You led the way. I mean, EVs are now everywhere. Every every manufacturer has to do it. They are doing it. We're seeing them all over the place. But when the I-Pace came out, you had the Nissan Leaf, the Renault Zoe. A couple of hypercars were, were using it. WEC had started to use it for part of their powertrain. But it was not an established thing, certainly not for a premium luxury brand, certainly not for an SUV. I mean, absolutely not for an SUV. I'm, I'm right there, aren't I, guys? It yeah, I think you're absolutely yeah. spot on. Yeah, yeah it was the little cars, you know, it was things like um, even the... Um, just going to let him go. <laughs> even the... Um, you know, Tesla had come up with their little Lotus-derived Roadster, hadn't they? Yeah. It was their first EV car. Everything, everything electric was small, I okay. assume, because that's the easy thing to do, isn't it? Light, small compact yeah and also there's a chassis there that was was sympathetic to putting batteries in yeah so um so you get the call from someone the the red phone rings the bat the phone, phone the, the bat, bat phone, phone goes <laughs> ian we've got a challenge yeah what was your initial reaction wow. when you were told fabulous was it i want to do it yeah both jerry and i were involved in doing one it's um, jerry mcgovern land jerry mcgovern at land rover yeah. and, and jerry was probably a little less enthusiastic than me um you know, for for various reasons, I fully understood it, and um, um, but I saw the potential that the shape of the car could change dramatically. Uh, I'd always had this notion in my my design head that I wanted to do a mid-engine family car, you know, cab forward mid-engine family oh, wow. car. Yeah, and I was drawing them even when I was at Ford. I mean, they were nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. if it's a mid-engine, you put the engine where the people are, it's never yeah. going to work. <laughs> so, so Drivers at the front, passengers so behind I the engine. <laughs> so I suddenly had this opportunity to go and get that profile into reality, and that's what we went for. Mm. And um, I took a very personal interest in this car, very personal, and, and drove that form the way I felt it should be. And it surprised a lot of people, surprised some of my own designers. And But I just knew that you know, with a bit of manipulation and shapes and stuff, we'd get that car looking right. And it had to be curvaceous, that lovely word again. It had <laughs> to have this sense of drama and its stance and all these good things we talked about for Jaguar. But it was kind of the opposite of an F-type, you know. You know, the haunch was at the front and not the back. And, yeah. and it was kind of like an F-type in reverse because that's what it was, really. And then we created this shape. And it kind of happened under the radar because the company, there's not a lot of marketing people involved. They didn't know what to call it. And, of course, when we came out with it, they couldn't pigeonhole it. 
and, and, and journalists and particularly couldn't pigeonhole this. And what is it? I said, what's an SUV? No, it's not. Actually, it goes off-road very well, that car, the I-Pace. Tremendous off-road because you can lift it up and it'll yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. So in case anybody of you want a, an off-road electric car, it's probably the best. <laughs> um, and it was sort of under the radar and we kind of got away with it. You know, nobody was looking and we created this thing and then there's a bit of scepticism out of the world we take it. And you were there when we launched it. I was. God, that was so funny. It was that's amazing. That's a story in itself. <laughs> you know, that's... We that was probably a Jay story in the burgers, <laughs> but... Um, we, we probably but shouldn't we, talk we, yeah, anymore no, and it was just, it was just, it was just huge. Mm. Suddenly, Jaguar had turned into this incredibly modern car company, which yes. had always been, but nobody perceived it that way. And uh, and it it kind of took off for a while. Mm. So I'm very proud of that car. Yeah, I still see him on the road. I think God, that's good. It's a good looking car. <laughs> it is. That's it good. Is. <laughs> I, I remember when you showed me the first sketch for that. Mm. We were in. Miami or something well, somewhere six years ago now probably I remember you showing it to me and I didn't show you any sketches did I? Uh, no you showed me a, a, oh, it's a, it was a picture on your phone and okay. it, you know I had to sign all these things and you're like I'm going to trust you oh this is because we were doing the uh, launch wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you had to and see what you're talking about yeah well, no no this was well before the launch yeah. this was for the um, F-Pace oh that's right way back yes. then right yeah. so it's w- even further beyond yeah. and I remember you saying before seeing it you said to me you, you'll either love it or you'll hate it and yeah. be honest and I can remember when I f- saw that first image, blown away. Because at the time, now we, now it's the common language. You see them everywhere. People are used to the shape. And they mm. still think, wow, that looks cool. Mm. But at the time, it was revolutionary. Mm. It was th- n- there was nothing mm. out there looking like it. Yeah, It was incredible. An SUV with a tiny front. How are you mad? What? Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And the square back was challenging. Back. Because b- Jaguars were always about the tail. And mm. we stumped the back. And we made it square for aero. It's mm. all about aero. And uh, and we um, we put the square back in it, and it kind of works. Yeah. It does work, it certainly does. Kind of works. I love them. The design language when it comes to EVs is quite an interesting topic in itself, of course, because engines. You know, we don't need a big bonnet to house an engine anymore. We don't need no. even th- things like transmission tunnels can disappear <coughs> because some yeah. manufacturers are putting a, a motor per corner. You know, for each wheel. Do you think? Do you think the only reason that EVs up to now aren't yet the most radical-looking things we've ever seen. Because, let's be honest, they could be. They could look well, like they could be banana-shaped for if, if we wanted them to be. Do you think the consumer is still... I have still a few aero problems with a banana. No, yeah. I think a banana's actually very aerodynamic. But uh, the a banana-shaped Pininfrina car from many years ago. Do you yes, remember there it? is. You're absolutely yeah, spot yeah. on. <laughs> that was an Damn aero, it, I'm that too was late. A, it's already been done. That's an aero car. <laughs> yeah. And it was a banana shape, wasn't yeah. it? Anyway. But the do you think that, from a consumer point of view, too much of a radical change is enough to put people <laughs> off I know that Honda, for example, uh, have started teasing some uh, EV designs, and uh, who else is it that's made that tiny? There's a tiny little EV thing that's just come out, and it, it doesn't look like a car as we know it. It looks like something that was drawn in the 1960s. Of here's what cars will look like in the year 2000. It's yeah, they, they're starting to materialise, but I think people are so scared of change, aren't they, when it comes to the shape of a car? We think of a bonnet and two yeah. doors and a boot. Uh, I don't know what what will. I don't know actually. Mm. I don't know. I'd. I mean, I do listen to what people have to say and what they want, but you only take that so far. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that... I, I, I absolutely... Fund, and this is maybe a bit naive. I absolutely believe that regardless of, of, of any of those changes of shape that you can create an electric car, mm. if it's done well, it'll work. Yeah. And I have to say that, I think, about the I-Pace. There's other cars coming out there. People start... Adding, and they've got appendages hanging off them, and they do this, and it's all kind of like, you know, Joe 90 stuff, or, you know, and that this was the future, whatever... 10 years ago, 50 years ago. Yeah. That's not great design. 
it's just not great design. So we haven't we shouldn't get confused about what is actually good design and different, and what is different design and not good. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I see that difference quite a lot, and and it's it's a very difficult judgment to make. But I I personally feel I know what is right and what is wrong. Um, but the thing you have to remember is this: you know, people say, "Why do motor cars not change shape?" Well, motor cars are designed around people. Mm. You know, and I always say to people until we've got eyes and our feet, they're going to end up looking the same. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you sit, in, you sit in a car, it's built around people. You know, the glass top, the solid bottom, your feet in the floor. You're not going to drive a car standing in your head, are you? <laughs> so that's what shapes a car. Now, mm. everything beyond that is kind of almost, well, we put a long bonnet, well, you've got a big engine, you have to. If you don't have a big engine, you put a shorter bonnet. However, having said that, Crash requirements are now getting more difficult. Of course. And the, the bonnets may not disappear things. because you have to protect those people that yeah. are sitting behind it. And so that aspect of changing the shape radically is probably not as, 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 as a, a, a reality that we might want it to be. And then if you look at some of the German products that have got an electric platform, even skateboards, the bonnet is so full of stuff, you know, mm. inverters and, and chargers and transformers. And, yeah, that's true. And Time machine things, what they called it, you know, uh, watches, you know, <laughs> flux capacitors. Flux capacitors yeah. have got all these in them now, and <laughs> you know, and they've got cameras everywhere, and and all that stuff takes up space, and all the electronics, and they stick it all in the front because we're yeah. used to having something in the front, and yeah. need, we need to protect them. So, I'm not that optimistic that the the cars are going to change that much. Mm. I'm afraid. I, I don't think that's such a bad thing. No, I I agree, I agree, but it's yeah. a, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone give that justification as to you know the the they're that shape because that's the shape that works as opposed to that's the shape that everyone's used to and therefore people are going to not like change. Yeah, no, well, I, it, it makes perfect sense. You know, and then safety, you know, and cars got bigger because you've got airbags everywhere. Yeah. You've got clearances around you. I mean, safety is a huge factor in the shape of cars. You've huge just factor. won... You, just won John a lot of pub arguments in the future. He's going to when, good, when you have that, these yeah. pub chats, you're going to be well. Yeah. Ian Callum said to me, "Yeah, <laughs> I'll have you know." And he's a commander, so <laughs> yes. there we have it. Ian, look, we're, we're, we've gone on for an, an hour and twenty minutes, which is brilliant. <laughs> Last question, I think, unless unless Amy or John want to jump in, is is what's next for you? Because of course we know you've got Callum Design. You're doing mm. all kinds of exciting things. What is what is exciting you about what's ahead for Ian Callum? Well, what's exciting is I don't know. You know, I, you know, you live in a, I'm living in a world now where I don't know what's around the corner. And we've got our team out there, you know, instigating work and design work. And, and I've said to them quite clearly that I only want to design stuff that I want to do. We'll build up a team who can work on the other stuff. And, but I, I'm going to be very indulgent. Nice. I'm going to be very indulgent over the next few years because, you know, why not? Too yeah. right. So I don't know. There's stuff in the pipeline which I can't talk about. I've had a dab at designing some furniture, which you've probably seen. I've seen your <laughs> Eames-esque chairs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a bit of fun, yeah. you know, because I used to be a product designer, and I still am at heart. So a lot of the design work is going to be not car, non-car stuff. We have been asked to look at doing a boat. Okay. So That'd be cool. I've done one before when I was at JAG. I got into terrible trouble about it, but never mind. Will you call it Boaty McIan face? Boaty McIan face. <laughs> I'll need to ask the client that. <laughs> Wait till you see the crest of arms on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian, look, it's been only a joy. Thank you so much for joining no, us. You're welcome. Love it. For, sorry for waffling. <laughs> it's, it's glorious. Enjoyed it. it Brilliant. Is. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com.
oh wow, you've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.